Today in the Joy in the Word podcast, we pick up in the book of the prophet Jeremiah in chapter 12. We begin with Jeremiah's complaint. He's talking about the Lord being righteous, but not the people. He's asking, why do the wicked prosper? Why is there not judgment at all times on these people? It says, you are always on their lips, but you're far from their hearts. So Jeremiah is recognizing the disconnect in the people. They may talk about the Lord, but they haven't applied it to their life. And Jeremiah is complaining about that judgment not being brought on his enemies. So God answers him and basically says, I'm, I've got this. And he says about these people and, and who they are and how they've conducted themselves. He says, do not trust them. Even though they speak well of you, I will forsake my house and abandon my inheritance. I will give the one I love into the hands of her enemies. My inheritance has become to me like a lion in the forest. She roars at me, and therefore I hate her. So basically Jeremiah is saying, this is who these people are, and the Lord's saying, I know. And so it says, starting in verse 14, this is what the Lord says, As for all my wicked neighbors who seize the inheritance I gave my people Israel, I will uproot them from their lands, and I will uproot the house of Judah from among them. But after I uproot them, I will again have compassion and will bring each of them back to his own inheritance and his own country. And if they learn well the ways of my people and swear by my name, saying, As surely as the Lord lives, even as they once taught my people to swear by Baal, then they will be established among my people. But if any nation does not listen, I will completely uproot and destroy it, declares the Lord. So he's talking about not only their own people, but the people around them. And Jeremiah's complaint is, what about how these people act? What about how they've rejected you, whether they are from Jerusalem or from another nation? And the Lord's response is that he will have compassion. Now picking up in chapter 13, it says, This is what the Lord said to me, Go and buy a linen belt and put it around your waist, but do not let it touch water. So I bought a belt as the Lord directed and put it around my waist. Then the word of the Lord came to me a second time. Take the belt you bought and are wearing around your waist and go and hide it in Paroth in a crevice in the rocks. So I went and hid it as the Lord told me to. Many days later, the Lord said to me, go now to Paroth and get the belt I told you to hide there. So I went and dug up the belt and took it from its place where I'd hidden it. But now it was ruined and completely useless. Then the word of the Lord came to me. This is what the Lord says. In the same way, I will ruin the pride of Judah and the great pride of Jerusalem. These wicked people who refuse to listen to my words, who follow the stubbornness of their hearts and go after other gods to serve and worship them, will be like this belt, completely useless. For as a belt is bound around a man's waist, so I bound the whole house of Israel and the whole house of Judah to me, declares the Lord, to be my people for my renown and praise and honor. But they have not listened. Say to them, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, every wineskin should be filled with wine. And if they say to you, don't we know that every wineskin should be filled with wine? Then tell them, this is what the Lord says, I am going to fill with drunkenness all who live in this land, including the kings who sit on David's throne the priests, the prophets, and all those living in Jerusalem, 
I will smash them one against another, fathers and sons alike, declares the Lord. I will allow no pity or mercy or compassion to keep me from destroying them. Then picking up in verse 15 through the end of this chapter, the entire thing discusses the threat of the upcoming captivity. Basically, this is going to happen and the things that will come because of it and why it's happening once again. It says, and if you ask yourself, why has this happened to me? It is because of your many sins that your skirts have been torn off. Basically, you're exposed and your body mistreated. You're being judged. It says in verse 23, can the Ethiopian change his skin or the leopard its spots? Neither can you do good who are accustomed to doing evil. Basically, it is who you are. You are accustomed to being evil. And it would be just as hard for you to do good as it would be for a leopard to change its spots. And the Lord says, I will scatter you like chaff driven by the desert wind. This is your lot and this is your portion. I have decreed it, declares the Lord, because you have forgotten me and trusted in false gods. Now moving on to chapter 14. It's basically a, a discussion of the drought, the famine, and the flood that will be coming. If we pick up in verse 10, it says, This is what the Lord says about this people. They greatly love to wander. They do not restrain their feet. So the Lord does not accept them. He will now remember their wickedness and punish them for their sin. It says, Then the Lord said to me, Do not pray for the well-being of this people. Although they fast, I will not listen to their cry. Though they offer burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. Instead, I will destroy them with the sword, famine, and plague. But I said, Ah, sovereign Lord, the prophets keep telling them, You will not see the sword or suffer famine. And he's talking about the false prophets. Indeed, I will give you lasting peace in this place. He's quoting the false prophets here. Then the Lord said to me, The prophets are prophesying lies in my name. I have not sent them or appointed them or spoken to them. They are prophesying to you false visions, divinations, idolatries, and the delusions of their own minds. Therefore, this is what the Lord says about the prophets who are prophesying in my name. I did not send them, yet they are saying no sword or famine will touch this land. Those same prophets will perish by sword and famine. And the people they are prophesying to will be thrown out into the streets of Jerusalem because of the famine and sword. There will be no one to bury them or their wives, their sons, or their daughters. I will pour out on them the calamity they deserve. Speak this word to them. Let my eyes overflow with tears night and day without ceasing. For my virgin daughter, my people, has suffered a grievous wound, a crushing blow. If I go into the country, I see those slain by the sword. If I go in the city, I see the ravages of famine. Both prophet and priest have gone to a land they know not. Have you rejected Judah completely? Do you despise Zion? Why have you afflicted us so that we cannot be healed? We hoped for peace, but no good has come for a time of healing. There is only terror. And of course, this is Jeremiah speaking. O Lord, we acknowledge our wickedness and the guilt of our fathers. We have indeed sinned against you. For the sake of your name, do not despise us. Do not dishonor your glorious throne. Remember your covenant with us and do not break it. Do any of the worthless idols of the nations bring rain? Do the skies themselves send down showers? No, it is you, O Lord, our God. Therefore, our hope is in you, for you are the one who does all this.
And so that ends Jeremiah chapter 14. We will pick up next time in chapter 15.